And so, and then all the names have like their little uh, tags or lore with it. So like, there's like the theater kids, which is cool, and like the whatever the bio engineers, I guess. Um, but the weirdest one was like the the math, the math geeks. The math geeks, yeah. The the quandrix are like the math geeks. And finally, our people are represented <laughs> in magic. Yeah, your people, not my people. But, well, I mean, I guess my yours are too. Yeah, my yeah. my yeah. Sorry, my my theater people. <laughs> we'll have to go head to head. I'll take the math geek deck. And you take <laughs> yeah, the theater. And I the like theater my chances because I'm blue green. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, blue red's pretty good. So, um, but anyway, I just thought it was so weird that I mean. So they had a little joke with like, oh, the math kids can, uh, they like math so much that they can recite pi backwards. And I was like, okay. And then I just moved on. And then Twitter was like <laughs> blowing up about it. It was, it was just like, everyone was getting so upset because they were saying, oh, that's impossible. You know, there's no start number. How could you ever do that? Zach, what you don't understand is that wizards didn't know that the decimal expansion of pi is never-ending and non-repeating. Oh. So somebody needed to inform them of that. Yes, that's right. And um, that this, therefore, this joke didn't make Watsi sense. Watsi didn't understand actually how Pi worked at all. Um, right. And they really needed the community they, to explain it to them. You're right. Right. They probably, true. it was just 3.14. Yeah. You know. And they're like, oh, they, they just like doing that. So anyway, I chalked it up to like magic, right? It's like, oh, it's just, they're magic. They can do whatever. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> The funny part is that you can't do it. That's it. Like that's, yeah. that's it. It's, it's literally just a. Maybe it was a bad. It's joke. not a maybe good joke. Like I don't it, think it's yeah. that funny, but it's it's really not <laughs> worth talking about. And I feel like I spent like two or three days on Twitter, people going over why you can't do that or how dumb it is, or all the people that were like, no, what they meant was you're just saying each number in the right order, but you say the number backwards. Okay. I, I, I wish I'd been a part of this and, like, had a bigger Twitter presence so I could just be trolling people. <laughs> like, no, just start at the last number and then work your way back till you get to three, guys. Yeah, it's, it's not that not hard. Not that hard. Oh, yeah. man. It was just... I don't know. <laughs> Number one, I wasn't expecting any Strixhaven anything. And then this is what comes out of it, basically. It's just all these people upset about <laughs> this pie thing. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Arena Regulars podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we are your source for drunken Magic the Gathering Arena content. Regular dudes, regular beer, regular old magic, and competitive play. That's what you'll find here. Yeah. Except for not regular beer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, actually... Uh, <laughs> we try to drink interesting beer. Um, irregular beer. Irregular beer. Regular dudes and irregular there beer. There we go. That sounds about right. Um, so basically this episode, we are going to be talking about the, um, the call time league weekend number two that's coming up this weekend and we have our classic fantasy draft. So we need to draft our teams to, well, hopefully I can beat Jeff <laughs> at some point. Uh, I don't know. History's not on your side with that one. Uh, but first each week we both bring a beer, we drink our own, then drink each other's, then rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic and choose the best for last. So with that, Jeff, what is on tap? Well... This week and next, we're actually doing a tap takeover. Here. Ooh, tap takeover. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're drinking stuff from Rorschach. That's a local brewery in the east, east end of Toronto here. And so uh, we won't, may, maybe we won't tell you what we have on, on deck for next week. But mm. this week, we have uh, two beers from them. And I brought Reverie. This is described as a dreamsicle double IPA and tropical berry. Uh, it's eight and a half percent, 
It's a nice little can that has like a moon sleeping next to a star. Could be the sun, but I'm not sure. Definitely a star. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to dive into this one. What do you got? I have um, from Rorschach as well, so that's yeah, uh, what we're doing. Um, hedonism. Uh, and they have a couple different versions of hedonism. So this is the peach, mango, strawberry, pineapple version. And all of the hedonisms are sorbet sour IPAs. So, you know, some, something strange. Something uh, I'm into it, though. Uh, it's 6.9, and uh, it has, like, a keyhole as the art. So Yeah, I was just going to say, maybe it's worth talking a little bit about Rorschach, just from what I saw, like, perusing their website. Yeah. Seems like they kind of specialize in for lack of a better way to describe it, like dessert beers. Okay. You know, these kind yeah. of like, um, like this is a dreamsicle IPA that's a sorbet sour. Mm. Um, I even noticed some of their like lagers were like dessert lagers. Yeah, they actually, I did see one that was like a horchata, uh, which seemed kind of mm-hmm. interesting. So um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, and the, uh, the, the, the cans and all that stuff are really, the cool design, I really like it. Yeah, so I'm expecting like big kind of decadent flavors to help balance the high alcohol content they have going in a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, magic news. Um, so we already were kind of talking about it in the intro, but Watsy has started spoilers for Strixhaven. Oh, isn't that fun? That's just, uh, <laughs> we just started a new set, then we got another one to look at. That's great. I figured it, it had to be like, you have here that you heard it was because it was going to get leaked. Yes. And I figured that had to be the case because it's just way too early to try to get me excited for the next set. You, I'm literally still excited about the current set that just came Like, out. I'm literally, tr- like, I think it was Thursday of last week or something. So a week from when yeah. this podcast comes out. So we were literally just looking at call time and trying to figure out how to play Sealed. And then new cards come out. It's like, what is that? <laughs> um but yeah, so I'm pretty sure I did hear that uh, there was some source that those cards were getting leaked and some more information about it. So I think Watsy just wanted to get ahead of the leaks and just right. kind of announce everything themselves. Um, it's also a pretty high-profile cycle that they leaked, right? Like commands are yeah. a thing that people love. Yeah, so there's a they, they leaked all the different colleges, which are the five different, like, for lack of a better term, houses in the this world mm-hmm. um and then uh, no it's harry potter world it is <laughs> yeah. uh and then like elder dragons founded the different colleges and um but anyway the commands for them came out which uh seemed kind of interesting if you want to look at them uh, we're not going to really talk about them but uh go go look them up well I'm, I'm gonna just quickly mention one of them just like you know which one obviously the golgari one <laughs> how many times are they going to give me something that is close to a Seder Wayfinder and better in some other aspect, but without just giving me Seder Wayfinder. <laughs> why, why am I not allowed to play with this card? <laughs> like the Gulgari Command mills three and returns a land? It's like, just give me the one one that mills five and gives me a land for two. Stop printing all these other cards for two that mill a few and yeah. get you lands and have other stuff going on. <laughs> and making it rare. No, I just want Seder Wayfinder back. Come on. Uh, Is that too much to ask? <laughs> that's for your Gallia deck, right? The Endless Dance? I don't know what you're, you're asking me. Uh, the, the Haster? The, like, it's for your Seder, Seder deck, right? Oh, right. I, I see, because it's Seder Triangle. <laughs> okay. I'm with you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no. Anyway, so the, the big things with the Strixhaven reveal was that um, they're going to change some words on cards. Um, so no more CMC. 
converted mana cost is too long and weird. Uh, it's going to be changed to mana value. So, yeah, however you feel about that, it's just going to happen. It's already done. Uh, might as well jump on board. I think it's fine. I mean, what was the mana cost converted from? It was converted from a mana cost, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about converted mana cost, but it was converted from a mana cost? It was a confusing term. It was a strange term. That we all just kind of got used to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also they're just shortening uh, anytime something that says shuffle your library. I'm just going to say shuffle instead. So, perfect. I'm all on I, uh, I hate this one. I'm in staunch opposition. <laughs> um, <laughs> shuffle what? My hand? But can I shuffle? Yeah, they're just ruining ruining the game, I think. You know, dumbing it down for new players, and I, I won't stand by it. Yeah. Um, can we bring back Regenerate, uh, please? Yeah. I want Mana Burn <laughs> and Interrupts. <laughs> so. Yeah. All, all things that made the game better. Yeah. Uh, from <laughs> now on, I'm just going to play all my Planeswalkers as if they're just Sagas. <laughs> Imagine. I'm going to play them as... <laughs> you get the, the ultimate every time. <laughs> I'm going to play them as if they are creatures that can attack with a... that can't be blocked if defending player controls a plane. <laughs> because that's what a planeswalker should be. That's what a planeswalker be. should be. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I think let's just jump right into the uh, Arena Open takeaways. How was your Arena Open? Yeah. What, what, what was going on? Good. Good, it was fun. So, for those who missed it somehow, uh, the Arena Open happened this past weekend, and it was all about Kaldheim Sealed. Uh, so this is the first time they've ever done Limited on the big stage, basically. And people have been asking for that for a really long time. And just to, you know, get things out of the way, I think it went really well. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I think people liked it. Uh, the main thing that a lot of people were concerned about is that this is something new that they've never done before to allow this many people all kind of playing in one same event on arena so people were worried uh, for the high stakes people were worried that like there might be something wrong with the the servers or the sealed pools or whatever i'm not sure exactly what they're concerned about but you know arena kind of has a history of mucking mucking stuff up that uh you know with the fnms and stuff like that mm -hmm. and so people were worried that would happen here and i don't think i heard anything about that I no, I, I, I heard only good stuff. I didn't hear anybody getting yeah. like crashing um, or any any bugs or cards being wonky or not working or anything like that. So, no. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because they've been doing sealed pools on Arena. So that, they probably introduced that so that we could test, but also so that they could test. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a huge success. Super great. I'm excited for more and what else they're going to bring. Um I personally did not do extremely well, um, but I did have fun. <laughs> I had exactly. a good time. Uh, I, did o I did okay. So I did make day two, but it took me four tries. So I did, I actually woke up pretty early, like right when you're allowed to enter, mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to give myself a couple, like a few tries. And um, I, f I don't even remember all my pools at this point, because I played five sealed pools over the weekend. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the first one was just the deck was only okay. I think I did the multicolor green thing. Don't remember. I did it with like three wins or something. Then I did this red-black aggro deck that seemed pretty good. Uh, I think I sent you the thing on Discord mm -hmm. and we were talking about it a bit. That one got to five wins. Then the next one I did four or five again. But I was getting really frustrated because um, just like a lot of mulliganing and 
not hitting land drops. It felt like every game I was just struggling to hit lands. So at that point, I just like let's just take a break. Like I'm not playing well at this point because I'm irrit because I'm irritated. Mm -hmm. And so that's and I'm not having fun. So like, why am I spending forty five hundred gems <laughs> to not have fun? Uh, so I'm after that third pool, and I I kind of like I had a lot of fun in the first two, but the third one I started to get irritated and let that that side of the game get to yeah. me. So I was just like, well, I'll just take a break, spend the afternoon with my wife, you know, not play not play Magic unless I feel like actually want to. Yeah. Uh, and then weird, I decided let's just play some standard. So I played in the uh, Satellite, the Star City Games Satellite event, using my new philosophy of just play Gruul. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I played Gruul Adventures, and I actually qualified for the Kaldheim, or the Strixhaven Championship oh. qualifier on Sunday. But then I, the way I qualified, like the, I had to win the last game against Mono Red, like last game of the last match, mm -hmm. like game three, got to win. Mono Red is on the play. And so, and I just won this like crazy close game where I was able to uh, Questing Beast plus Embercleave them out mm -hmm. while I was going to die on the next turn. So that just got me psyched and I wanted to keep playing, but I wanted to play like competitive magic still. So I just jumped into another Arena Open mm -hmm. sealed event and that one went 7 yeah. 1. Uh, Jeff, what, what were you playing in the one that you made to day two? What? What, what colors were you playing? I was playing, playing a, a red X uh, aggro deck. No, but red so red like, in what, though? X is for, like, a secondary color. It's mostly, like, a red Yeah, red deck. but what was that secondary one, though? What, what do you mean? What was the other color you were playing? It was, uh, it was white. It was white? Hmm. Yeah, it might have been white. Interesting. <laughs> and who, who was the one that said, don't play white last week? Uh, I feel like that was just a message we were both really strongly delivering. Hmm, I'm pretty sure that I was like, you can play white, go for it. <laughs> I was so happy when you told me that. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I qualified with the white. Yeah, deck. you did. <laughs> After talking about how unplayable white yeah, is. Yeah, when, but when you sent me the list, it really is a red deck that has some white in it. So, um. Yeah, I think I was playing white just for mostly to fill out the curve it had like enough two drops that i needed mm -hmm. and three drops uh, but i did have the angel that if you gain enough life it gives everything plus two plus two which came up a lot because i had also the rune that gives life length. oh right right. so right, i was right. actually able to turn that on fairly often. that's pretty awesome because i had a bunch of awesome equipment like the the one that the hammer mm -hmm. putting the lifelink on the hammer <laughs> basically gets you up there oh no for sure what. oh for sure yeah but overall, I felt like that deck was just kind of medium, mm -hmm. but I just ran well. So, yeah. like, I think I played pretty well too, but uh, it's definitely more about how well you draw yeah. than it is about how good your pool is. I also was wondering, like, if it's an advantage to kind of wait until later in the day when people have qualified and then you're just playing against other. I don't know. I was thinking at that for, like, I was thinking about that when I was going into it. Um, it was like, do I want to start off really early or do I want to wait a little bit? Um, though I would have less practice. So um, I don't know yeah, if don't it know. actually I means anything. Like, but I didn't feel like the people I was playing against were any weaker. Like mm -hmm. I didn't notice them making horrible plays or anything. I guess you are more likely to play against like Japanese players, though. Oh, so that's scary. Because of time zones. <laughs> yeah, so depending on how late we're talking, like I was pretty late. Um, 
I think I finished at like two or three in the morning, which also wasn't the best idea because I had two competitive tournaments the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't sleep that much. But yeah, I guess it's if you want to think about it in time zones, you could kind of figure out I'll be playing against mostly Europeans and then like mm, that does make Japanese sense. people. Okay. I could see that. Then on day two, on Sunday, I had two events to play in. But luckily, I really quickly O2'd out of the Star City Games event. So that gave me plenty of time to uh, 3-2 day two of the Arena Open. Uh, so in the end on the Arena Open, I went four tries to get into day two, and then three and two on day two. Mm. With uh, a pretty medium pool. The problem with it was that like it had some good cards, but it didn't have any super bombs. Mm-hmm. And it really just couldn't play aggro. So I had to do the like green-blue deck. Right where my rares are not as good as your rares. <laughs> like, I played against, like, every every single person I played had multiple mythics. You know, I had, like, the first guy had Vorinclex and uh, a Planeswalker and then a couple other things. The next person upgraded that into also adding, like, a Seekus Chariot into that mix. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when I got to the people with, like, Coma and five other rares, I just couldn't actually beat them. You can't them. go over it, yeah. It felt impossible, because mm-hmm. we were both playing slow decks, that wanted to win the long game, but their long game it's just was better. better. Than mine. Yep. I was able to almost like tempo them out, and because I realized I have to be the aggressor, so I'm just trying to win with like augury ravens, basically. <laughs> I think I think you kind of want to go aggro if you don't have bombs. Yeah, I agree. Um, because other people will have them, and it, it's just hard to win the long game against them, and it's kind of easy to if you have a good aggro deck to go under mm-hmm. them. Because they're sitting there playing like glittering frost. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. You know the man, the snow manolith thing, the ring. Or just like yeah, uh, foretelling more stuff that is just glimpsing. Yeah, exactly. They're just going to glimpse the multiverse. Yeah. So I feel like almost the dream pool is either just like these blue green pools that have coma, mm-hmm. or a really tight like red based aggro pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I did not. I only went. I only played twice. Uh, and my first one was just this pretty mediocre um, Rakdos aggro deck, kind of. Yeah, you sent me that one. I was like, it was rough. This could get there. Like, if I was, your your curve was good. Yeah, it, it had a it, it was possible, but I didn't have high high hopes. And then of course, I think the first game I played was against someone who was doing the same thing as me, but better. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, they because you had like uh, your claim to fame was the berserker saga right yeah that's basically what it had but really what i wanted to do was just put a bunch of creatures all a bunch of tutus and just keep attacking um yeah with a couple other tricks and things uh but then they immediately played the the two one first striker the the rare dragon dude that makes dragons yeah the dra- and i was like the berserker that makes dragons. i was like oh i can't attack into this <laughs> so okay well i guess i have to stop attacking now this sucks and then i just like couldn't do anything i was like great well <laughs> That was the, the one card I didn't want you to have. But, I mean, I don't think it was a great deck. I also made some mistakes um, that were not great. I made some bad ones. I was like, oh, okay. But I did end up playing a lot of, like, all the decks. That, every time I played against someone that was playing the, like, go slow, play big bombs deck, I could beat them. But then I, I ran into right. a few aggro decks that were just much better than mine. So, um, yeah. so that happened. And then the next one I did, I, I decided to go into best of three. Because um, I was like, hey, maybe I'll get a crazy pool, and then best of three, that way I won't uh, accidentally get mana screwed. 
and I actually had a pretty sweet pool. I was playing like five color uh, bombs because every single one of my snow lands was a duel. I had six dual yep. snow lands <laughs> plus the gold one, and then I had Kaya, and then that ice kraken, and a couple other crazy things. I had uh, the Immerstrom, Immerstrom, uh, that dragon, the Rakdos dragon, Predator. Predator. Yeah. I just that card's really good. Yeah, I had a ton of stuff, and I was like, sick. Um, so the first match, uh, I ended up beating my opponent because they played Koma, and then the next turn I played Kai and exiled it, and it was just the best. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately, oh, immediately got rid of that. You just spent whatever mana to play a three three. I mean, they still got a three three. Yeah, I guess you've got a Kai. So. Yeah, and I just had uh, other just better stuff. Um, so that was good, and then the next uh, match I played, I lost 0-2. So I ended up just getting, I went 1-1 one and one in best of three, and I was like, meh, oh man, oh well. <laughs> I probably could have done better. I, I, I think I built it not very well. I could have done uh, probably more with it, but it was really hard because I had the mana base to play anything, and it was just really hard deciding what I should play and what I shouldn't. It got really difficult, so... No, it sounds like you probably made the right decision. If you have the fixing, mm -hmm. usually, and the bombs, you usually want to do the five-color green thing. Yeah, I was just having a hard time deciding some of the other cards that were like, do I want to be more green and black or green and blue? Or I, I couldn't... I didn't exactly know what way I should go. And there are a lot of... Like, I had um, three of the uncommon equipments. <laughs> I had the oh, hammer yeah. <laughs> and the amulet and the bow. And I was like... Oh, it was really hard. <laughs> it's like, oh man, so it's such a bummer. I just had too many cards. I didn't know what to build. I built it. Too many. I ended cards. up building it wrong somehow. Um, but feel for you. Yeah. So I think I really lost that one for my build was not great. Um, but so you know you could get all the bombs and just do badly. So. <laughs> well, the thing is, other people have bombs too in this world. Exactly. So. Anyway, all in all, uh, was was a good time. I'm very happy I did it, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, it was super fun. Um, how are you feeling about Kaldheim Limited in general at this point? Um, at this point, um, I'm, I have another draft token, so I'm deciding whether I'm going to use it or not. But after that, I don't know if I will um, continue drafting for a while, probably. I'll wait. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of the set already. I've played a, a quite a bit of it, and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I never feel like I really get there, so. Yeah, I'm kind of like, it's just ambivalent about it. I don't feel really, like I don't love it, but I don't really hate yeah. it. I just find that there's while there's a lot of cool stuff going on, like oh, there's snow and there's Vikings and there, like there's so many cool themes in Call Time. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just kind of when I play the games, I just. Aren't, like I'm not drawn in where I, after the event I just want to go draft again, yeah. which was happening to me with Zendikar Rising, where it's just like I would just draft and be like, oh, I gotta go draft again. That was so fun. Mm -hmm. This is like, well, I guess I played Call Time. I, I <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I feel similarly. I think I like it a bit more than you do, but but yeah, I still feel kind of like I could draft it one more and and then uh, I'd be fine for a while probably. And just keep playing. Yeah, maybe in a couple of weeks I'll draft it or something. Yeah. Like I have to keep playing this format because the Strixhaven <laughs> right. qualifier weekend is sealed again. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have to figure out how to how to like get yeah. better at sealed. Well, because all, also all the sealed uh, in this format. it's uh, it's done on Arena, right? You can't play sealed anymore, so you can't even practice. You just have to go and be like, well, I hope I remember. 
Yeah. yeah. I could play on Magic online, I guess. Yeah, but why would you want to do that? <laughs> why would I do that yeah, to everything myself? looks so gross. <laughs> no animations? No stickers? Dumb. No emails? You just, like, type stuff to each other? Weird. But we did want to say that, um, like, if you played and uh, didn't do super well, um, well, number one, uh, don't feel bad. I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, and also, there's a lot of people that, you know, that, that happened to them. And, and most of the pros also, like... Um, LSV, I think it took him three times and, uh, Ben Stark, it took him four. So those are like very high level playing magic players that, you know, they will make, you know, small mistakes or little to none. And, uh, they probably built the deck how it should be built. And, you know, it just, that just happens. So, yeah, the overview of, of Ben Stark's event was exactly the same as mine. Took him four tries to get in and then he went three, two on day two. Oh yeah, really? So you're Ben Stark. Is that what you're saying? Basically, I'm you know I, as good as the best limited player in ben the world. Stark. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't don't get too, super uh, beaten up about it. Also, a lot of those people were talking about how uh, the deck that got them seven and whatever uh, was like one of the worst decks that they had built that day. They're like there were other decks that were right. so much better than this one, but this one ended up getting them there. So. It's just the one that runs. Yeah. runs a lot of the there. time, you know, whenever you build the deck that you think, ah, oh, this isn't going to be so great, you end up doing really well. Every time you have a deck, you're like, this right. is, I'm sh- for sure going in. We do really bad. I don't know if it's like a mental thing or what it is, but um, that does tend to happen. Could so. be. Yeah, I always find the numbers a bit comforting too. And MTG Data did some analysis on mm-hmm. it. They basically plotted your win rate versus your percentage of actually making it through. So. We, in, you know, boring stat stuff, we call this a negative binomial distribution. Like, how many times will, some, like, a coin flip that's weighted 70-30, how many times will it, you have to flip it before it comes out three tails or whatever? Mm. Um, what are the percentages that the answer will be? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. Uh, so when you do this for win rates, like, even if you had a 70% win rate in your games, like, you won 70% of your games, which is ridiculously high, like, maybe Paulo has that, you know, like, on Arena, but I definitely don't. Yeah. Uh, You're still unlikely to qualify. So even if you won 70% of your games, you would still only qualify, like, in a given run, about 43% of the time in best of one, and about 38% of the time in best of three. Wow. So even when you were that good, you should expect it to take two or three tries. Damn. Yeah, so if you tried twice and didn't get in, don't worry, because you need like an 80% win rate yeah. to make that even enough tries to make it likely. <laughs> Nuts. So, you know, going into these kinds of events, be prepared to, um, if you are, you know, gung-ho and pushing like, hey, I want to qualify, just know that it will take a lot. Yeah. But, you know, also playing in them is, is pretty fun as well. And, um, hey, my Vorinclex looks super cool now, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Now I just need to like build a deck that has foreign clocks. I know, exactly. I'm not playing anything with foreign clocks. <laughs> I might just do that now. It's like you open a foil alt art something and you're like, well, I guess I have to build something with this because what else am I going to do with it? <laughs> just, I, I have a gend list thrown together where I just want to put foreign clocks into play for free with Nissa. Oh. That's, that's the, the goal of the deck. So There you go. <laughs> That sounds pretty good. And it's just filled out with other stuff that I would like to put into play for free with Nissa. <laughs> like... <laughs> Goldspan Dragon made the made the cut, so it's John. <laughs> but anyway, hey Jeff, 
I think I need another beer. I don't know about you, but I'm just completely empty. <laughs> these cans are the so these cans are the small cans. If you you can't see right now, but um, and when I say small, he's holding it up to the camera, but it's a podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I forget that sometimes. Um, no, these yeah. are like just the regular like twelve ounce cans, um, which we usually we drink the the bigger ones. So. I just blasted through this one. By that we mean like 353 milliliters. Yes. Uh, you know, for those of us that don't know what a, what a fluid ounce is. Oh, sorry. I don't. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> anyway, are you ready for a beer? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually still got this one, but I'm, I'm ready to go to beer break. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay. <laughs> I just can't lie to the listeners and say I'm done. So anyway, Jeff, which uh, which beer do you have right now? Uh, it's actually kind of hard to read. Peach, mango, strawberry, pineapple, sorbet, sour IPA. The hedonism. Ooh. Damn. I'm excited. This reverie? This definitely sounds like a Zach kind of beer, so. Yeah, it def- that definitely is. And this reverie is also a Zach kind of beer. Um, okay, yeah, all right. I'm on board for these. This brewery. These are my first like beers uh, that I've tried from this brewery, so I'm pretty um, happy with oh, them nice, so yeah. far. I, I went to them, like went to the brewery a couple of years ago. Oh, nice! I had, actually hadn't really heard of them until you were talking to me about them. So um, this is a new experience for me. It's quite, it's quite nice. All right, Jeff, you know what time it is? Oh, I know what time it is. All right, <laughs> it is time to draft the Call Time League Weekend Number Two Fantasy Draft. Here we go. So. Uh, Basically, what we like to do is there are league weekends. That, actually, Jeff, do you want to explain the league weekends? <laughs> yeah, sure. So there are two professional leagues for Magic, kind of the highest top tier. This is the NFL, I guess, is the NPL, Magic Pro League. Then mm-hmm. uh, one tier below that, but still you know, competitive and basically second highest level of Magic you can play, is the Rivals League. I guess if we're talking football, that's like your NCAA maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, and the league weekends are these, basically they have, they, everyone has to play everyone, so it's kind of like a regular season game. But what they do is they bundle them all into one weekend, so or two weekends. So there are 24 players in the MPL. That means you have to play like 13 matches to play everyone else once, and they'll split that, uh, split those matches up. Or sorry, you have to play 23 matches, and they'll split that up into one weekend of 11 and one weekend of 12. Yes. So these are kind of like your regular season games of the MPL and Rivals League, but all condensed into one week. So yeah, you'll, we'll just be seeing MPL players play against other MPL players, and Rivals players play against other Rivals players. It's not really a tournament. It's just try to get as many wins as you can. Exactly. And then if you have your points are cumulative, if you get the most points, then you're going to be um, put in different tournaments towards the end of the season. Uh, yeah, there, there's like a playoff-like kind of thing in the Strixhaven split, but right now we're just kind of right in the middle of the regular season. Yes, we are. Um, also, this is called Time League Weekend number two, but it will be the first league weekend that has That's called right. Time cards because the, That's right. <laughs> the Call Time League Weekend number one was right before, or no, it was like a month before the cards came out. It was uh, pretty funny that they called it that, but anyway... Whatever. Uh, this one's quite exciting because we finally get to see the pros playing these new cards that we've had for the last few weeks. Um, and with that being said, the format is standard. So yeah, yeah. 
really cool because standards in huge flux. Like we've had a few weeks of big tournaments of standard. I'm, I think exactly a month, right? Like there's mm-hmm. been four weekends. Yeah. And this last one was the first time it didn't change really aggressively. And even then, like there was a new new deck that entered the scene. This kind of Naya combo deck. Yeah. Um, that did well. So that's actually what kicked me out of that tournament. <laughs> I lost to this Naya combo deck. Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, made but, a mistake. Oh yeah. Well, um, anyway, because they do these league weekends, we like to make a fantasy draft out of it, where we draft players and then we count up their points and um, just between me and Jeff and see who can get the most. And we, uh, yeah, and then the winner wins a two four, a weird two four. That's right. Uh, a curated selection of 24 of the, the finest beers that Toronto has to offer. Or just whatever 24 beers you want to put in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to just bring me a case of Coors Light, I guess that technically... <laughs> if you want to bring... It would be a weird weird thing for you to do. Yeah, so but if you want to bring it to me, because I'm, I'm winning, so... Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I just thought we agreed that like the loser gets to be it for the winner, so you would be... No, yeah, yeah, that's why you're gonna give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do this for the rest of the. I think that's that's all people want to really hear. Um, But anyway, so the the teams are uh, made up of three MPL players, four rivals players, and then we also pick the highest meta percentage. We are guessing will the highest meta percentage of a deck that will go to the tournament, and then the top performing deck. Right. So for both of those, we'll just kind of combine MPL and rivals stats into one. Yes. conglomerate of stats uh, and then there are certain like I don't know if we ever really laid out official rules but you know there's like we understand if, if one person brought a deck and they happen to go like 12-0 that's still not the best performing deck it's like, just it that, doesn't count yeah. only one person brought it yeah that's kind of just like being nice I guess it probably it's the honor system more than like, unless you happened to guess the weird archetype that only one person brought you know <laughs> then I guess we'll have to if that happens, we'll have to address it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the point structure is basically you get one point for each MPL or Rivals player that gets a win, uh, for each win that they get, sorry. Um, and then you get two points for the highest meta percentage uh, guess and two points for beating your opponent's highest meta percentage, two points for the top performing deck, and two points for beating your opponent's top performing deck. And I know it sounds exploitable that you just pick the same deck as whatever your opponent picks, so you, they can't get any advantage in that scenario we're just not doing that because we're doing this for fun yeah we're casually competitive so you know yeah it's not it's not that uh it's not but that sometimes we will pick the same deck if we just both honestly think that's the right like, this is probably it so because why would i not i'm yeah. oh, I'm gonna give you points so that i mean i'm really hearing good things about rakdos this time around so mm. yeah fully be totally smart pick um so is that me, you're trying to like throw me off or something? No, I don't know what you're talking about. That feels really weird. I don't like that. I don't really like that at all. Pick. Really, really good pick, Rakdos. Uh, just don't don't worry about the past two times we picked Rakdos and nobody brought it. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it does formats. seem like you could bring Rakdos and it would be fine. <laughs> it always seems like that, doesn't it? <laughs> Why are you trying to get in my head already? This is we haven't even flipped the coin yet. We're not even there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Okay, um, so we have our our special toonie that we use for every. Oh, did uh, did we mention flip? the current score? Oh, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, they should know, right? We no. played three, three no, of these, fine. and I feel like you know they they just to be totally clear on who's getting the beer. 
Uh, we should just mention that I'm up 2-1. 2-1, right? Yeah. We won twice as many times as you, so. All right, well, you're not going to win this one, so. <laughs> Even with your mind games that you're trying to play on me right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm just psyching myself out. I take Rakdos. Nobody <laughs> brings it. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Um, we are, I'm going to flip the coin, the special toonie that we the, use. The ceremonial toonie. Yes, this is what it is. Uh, and then you're going to call it in the air, as, as yep. per usual. All right, here we go. Tails. It's heads. But I feel like I pick tails every time, and I'm always wrong. You won it except, last time. Except the times that I'm not wrong. Yeah, so that one. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first in the MPL, so you can get first in your uh, in rivals. So that's you're picking Paulo. You want to pick Paulo, that's what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> I will pick the... Uh, I'm just going to start off. So with my first pick, <laughs> with my first pick, I'm just going to pick the just the greatest player ever from Brazil, Paulo Vitor, Dama de Rosa. Yeah, might as well. Hey, what's wrong with that? All right, and you we're just off. Just put him over in this my column over here, if you like. No, I'm putting him in the green column, which is me. Gosh, <laughs> I just realized that our colors are simic, and I hate that. <laughs> I know, we need to change that to red and black. That's the only way to do this. <laughs> well, we're talking about our show notes. Uh, Jeff writes in blue, I write in green. So anyway, uh, yeah. it's your pick. That's a big problem. All right. I have to pick this person. Um, just one of the hottest players around right now. They never seem to put up a poor performance. And I don't actually believe they've ever been on my team. So I will be selecting the man in the yellow hat. Gabriel Nassif. You've definitely. Oh, no, wait, picked... Nassif was on my. Yeah, was literally say... last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, that's not uh, surprising. Well, not last week, last time. Yeah, no, last, last league weekend. Last weekend. That wasn't an easy pick for me. I was between two people, so I'm hoping mm. that I got, a, I got away with one here. Um, interesting. I think I'm going to, you know, this one, uh, this is a player that is near and dear to my heart. Um, has been a really great player on my team in the past, and I'm, I'm going to you know, bring them back because why would I not? Um, this is the, a player with three Grand Prix titles, a 2010 Player of the Year, and a bash bro from USA, Brad Nelson. Come on, Dan. Mm. Did you want Brad? That is who I was going to pick. Ooh, That's who wow. I was debating between because I think Brad is just really good in these new standards. I think he is as well. He navigates really well. Um, he's great at so that. I was even debating pick, picking him first. Um, really, I mean, I would have liked him to see too. So, in either way, I, yeah. you know, it's it's a, it, there's no losing there. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next pick is um, a world champion, mythic championship five, championship or champion, and has just been dominating in recent years. Add two Spanish national championships to that. Not to mention a card with his face on it that is one of the best in one of the best decks in standard right now. I feel like it's his time to shine. Javier Dominguez. All right, I was actually thinking about Javier Dominguez. The fervent champion himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, but I ultimately uh, went against it. Um, Let's just say we will be seeing his face this weekend. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, attacking for one. Um, so this is a Pro Tour and Mythic Invitational Champion, the 2015 Player of the Year, Magic Hall of Famer from USA, Seth Manfield. Nice pick, nice pick. <sighs> Feeling stacked. Feeling good. Just wait, they're all going to be terrible. 
just <laughs> I steal a player from you. Just Why all did the I guys steal? At the top. Wait, no, I just stole a player from you. That's so terrible. <laughs> last last uh, league weekend, I stole a bunch of players from Jeff, and then I ended up doing so badly because of it. Because all those players were just stinkers. <laughs> All right, so this, my next pick, my last pick for the MPL, it feels so weird to call this, uh, like, taking a shot, because this player is so good and has been so good for so long. This time, I am more confident that neither of us have ever picked this player. But feel free to correct me on that. With a grand, with an absolutely unbelievable 25 Grand Prix top eights and eight top finishes... Hasn't totally found his footing in the MPL yet, but I feel like this weekend is his time to shine. I am going to select William Huey Ooh. Okay. All right. I like that. Interesting. Very interesting. Huey. All right. I had to go a different way this time. Yeah. All right. I see it. I see you. Um, That could be good. I could. I like that. Nice shot. I went with the easy ones because I uh, want to win. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're up first for rivals. Um, what's the first pick? What is the first pick? It is hard now because it felt like it was very easy, and now things have things have changed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to hold it against him. I still think that the best player in the rivals league is still Luis Scott Vargas. So for me, it's still easy with my first pick. I will use it on Luis Scott Vargas. Maybe I can get in your head. (laughs) (laughs) My rivals players last time were great for me. uh, Except Luis. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I won't Um, hold it against him. (laughs) I'm going to go with another. I'm just going to pick all the the best ones. Um, This is a winner of the Pro Tour Return to Ravnica and an international chess master that I just found out about. Um, From the Czech Republic, this is Stanislav Sivka. The guy in first place, huh? You well, you yeah. just like look at the top top three and, and pick based on that. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to pick your players if you just look see. I scroll all the way to the bottom because you know, like we were talking about this. If I get too far ahead in these, then you know he can never come back. And it's less <laughs> then fun, it's not interesting. I just scroll to the bottom. And <laughs> the thing is, I did that last time where I was trying to pick all these fun things, and then I just it blew up in my face. <laughs> well, this time, I'm gonna copy your strategy. I think. And I, I'll just go for the number two ranked player here. All right. Um, so I, I'm clicking on his face, but I can't seem to get the stats. So I will be selecting Zachary Keeney because mm-hmm. he had an unbelievable weekend last time. Kind of proved his medal, and I want to give him a shot to uh, do it again. Yeah. You know what? I will say he has a great name. So. Uh, Keeney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let the Zacks band together, you know? That would be too powerful an entity. Yeah, yeah this the Team Zach. Yeah. Um, this player is best known for winning Pro Tour San Diego in 2010, and this was after they were ending LSV's 17-match undefeated run. So from Germany, Simon Gortzen. Mm-hmm. Good pick. I was just hoping, like, maybe we can get some of that fuel again and just, you know... Just beat up on LSV. Sh- so. Yeah. Let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I remember Simon, uh, he was in the booth for a while commentating mm-hmm. these events. I guess he's decided to go back to being on the other side of things. You know who also uh, used to comment as well? LSV. LSV. So. Yeah. yeah. There you go. 
Well, there's somebody that I know I want to add to my team, but I don't know if you're going to take them because it's known that I like this person. So I'm like, I'm trying to pull that dance again. <laughs> it seems like you're not trying to snipe me anymore because it's been a losing strategy. For it has been a really times. bad... All the players that you like are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to like... You like, just juke you into taking Ben Stark, who's played limited the whole time yeah, he, and hasn't actually practiced Well, bring standard. a real deck. He's going to play mono blue in standard. <laughs> hey, but he brought rogues to the historic event, and rogues might be back on the menu with Uro out of the format. With what historic so event? Just, no, Ben Stark? Yeah, he played rogues in the, in the uh, split championship. That, oh, in the uh, championship. Was half historic and half standard. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the last historic event where he played mono red. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not that. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he absolutely did not. Though he could play yeah. mono red this time, and that wouldn't be a terrible choice. So, Okay, we're just going to do it. Uh, 2018 Player of the Year, and just been playing out of his mind since then. We're going to lock this in full-on Team LSV over here. I'm choosing Luis Salvada. That is a good one. He's, he's treated me well in the past. So. Yeah. And he just gets so excited when he does well. I know. He's such know, a good they player. They always have the camera. I really like him. He is actually probably my... Yeah. He is actually my favorite Rivals player that I said when we were doing <laughs> that, uh, that thing on Instagram. Um, I mean, here we go. Okay. Uh, with two Grand Prix wins and looking for an MPL spot next season, this is from the US of A, Ely Cassis. Nice. He served me well last, last week. He sure or last, last uh, time. Event. Wow. Always feels like I want to say last week, but last. Do you, all you have to say is last weekend, and then you're good. There you go. Last league weekend, or just weekend, just last weekend. <laughs> no, no, last no. league weekend. <laughs> last le weekend. There you go. That's definitely the best way to say it. All right, for my last pick. Again, it feels crazy to call it a shot because they're a great player. Uh, Pro Tour champion, ten-time GP top eighter with one win. I will be choosing, for my final slot, Corey Burkhardt. Oh, that was one of mine. That was one I was, was going to pick. <laughs> I was going to pick Corey, but I have a backup, as I always do. With two GP wins, three PT top eights, uh, this is a former MPL player who's looking to get back where they belong from USA, Mike Siggy Sigrist. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ben Stark for a second. <laughs> ben Stark. Because <laughs> he was in the NBL last year. Although I don't know if he's necessarily looking to get back there. He tends he's to just crushing people in draft. That's, yeah, he just, that's what he's busy doing. He doesn't want to do anything else. He just wants to draft. Uh. I feel like he's going to like somehow like leave the Rivals League. And then they're going to introduce draft as a, a format in the League Weekends. <laughs> just out of spite. I could just see that happening. But then he'd, like, immediately get back in, because uh, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, I feel like they would have to, like, invite him back in if they were making a big thing about introducing Limited. He's like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> I, I played all these other formats I don't like for so long. <laughs> Why <are you> yeah. <laughs> all right, they seem pretty good. Uh, Jeff, do you want to read off your list real quick? Your team, sorry? All right. So for the MPL, I have Gabriel Nassif, Javier Dominguez, and William Jensen. And from the Rivals League, I have Luis Scott Vargas, Zachary Keeney, Luis Salvato, and Corey Burkhardt. Mm, very nice. 
What's your team got going on? Right now I've got PVDDR, Brad Nelson, and Seth Manfield for the MPL, which feels really good. Um, and then for rivals, I have Stanislav Sifka, Simon Gortzen, Ely Cassis, and Mike Segrist. So that's a good team. Good teams. Good teams all around. Like it, like it. See, you always spend too many resources in the MPL, you know? It's always one in the Rivals League. The week is always one in the Rivals. <laughs> uh, it is, but, I mean, the, the, we did change the rules, so it's kind of like that. But um, we'll see. I, I feel good about my Rivals picks. I like them. No, your team looks looks strong. Yeah. Your team I looks... feel like my team is all um, excellent players, but some of them just haven't been doing as well as, as some of your players lately. Yeah. It's like who's doing well now versus It's going to be a classic. You know, oh my Who has the potential for the breakout weekend, you know? Yeah. And then like you all my players are like sitting on their laurels and your players are fighting in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think any of your players are sitting on their laurels though. No. <laughs> no, not the rivals ones for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Although I think Brad uh, is really into Sultai, so he's uh, I potential disaster cuz that deck is bad. But it, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, anyway, are you ready to talk about the highest percentage percentage that you uh, think is going to come to? I'm ready to talk about it. Do I know what the, do I like have any confidence in my picks? No, no. This is like, I think the least confident I've ever been about these I felt sections. very bad about these. And you made me feel yeah. even worse because I picked Rakdos midrange. <laughs> And then you I just know. were shitting all over it. That was terrible. I, I'm picking. I'm, I'm just not saying, saying it's not a. I'm not saying it's not a good pick. I'm just saying you know the last two times we picked it, <laughs> nobody brought it. I, I'm saying Rakdos mid range. It happened in both of us. Yeah, but I'm saying that those last times were because it was a fringe fringer deck, right? It wasn't like one of the top decks. And I think this is Valky helps out a lot. I think. I think Valky is the best card in call time. It's really good. Um, well, maybe the Faceless Haven, but I don't know, probably Valky. And I really think that players are going to see that, like, Soltai is not super great because it gets beat by aggro decks. And I think that Rakdos can, can do some work. I don't know. I just think that a lot of players are going to bring Rakdos um, over some of the other top-tier decks that they can play. Uh, yeah, I also kind of feel like... Um, just on the topic of Sultai, that it's been such a popular deck uh, because it's it's pretty forgiving. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is like survive to seven mana and then cast your spell that wins the game. Mm -hmm. Whereas with pro players, I think they would want something that leverages their play skill maybe a little more. Um, they're not trying to pick a deck that like will win them games for free. Yeah, right. They're trying to pick a, a deck that even if they have to work for it, we'll just get them the most wins. Exactly. Uh, which is why, like, Rogues has traditionally been a better pick for these kind of weekends than it is in, like, this... You know, it never does well in the Star City Games events. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I have a question, though. What, okay. How are we going to deal with, like, splashing? Like, let's say Gruul Adventures splashes blue. Is that now a different deck, Team or Adventures, if it puts some blue lands and some negates in the sideboard? Uh, no, because that's Moist Gruul, remember? Moist gruel, but is it is it moist gruel? And do I have to guess moist gruel? No, because they'll probably be put the splash. Because like technically, Rakdos has Gigantha or whatever a lot of times, right? So yeah, that's just a red card. Like I know, but like this is literally putting another color of mana in your deck. 
Like, you have ways to play blue. I think Moist should, like, Moist Gruel is just Gruel. It, I mean, the, the hard part is Moist Gruel is just Gruel, but, no, I, I think it is, because, like, you're really just, basically, it's part of a sideboard plan, right? It's not, like, yeah. you're not doing, you're not just trying to play, um, uh, what is it, uh, the Scalds card. Fuck, what is that called? Triumph of the Scalds? What is it? Showdown. Showdown. Showdown of the Skulls. Well, that's... Okay, so that's... Are we saying that Naya is different from Gruul? That's what I'm like saying. Teamer. Yeah. Teamer is just Gruul. Because how many cards are going to be blue? Like, like Negate, Disdainful Stroke, and Mystical Dispute, maybe. Yeah. It, all, in, all just counter spells in the sideboard. Yeah. In the sideboard, right? As opposed to like, oh, now I'm playing four copies of Giant Killer and I'm playing four copies of Showdown of the Skulls. Okay. In, in my main deck. I would say... I, I think... I would, if it has a main deck card of the other color. I just think that the breakdown is going to be, uh, they'll just say, they're just going to consider it Gruul still. I don't think they're going to consider mm -hmm. it Teamer. Okay. That's my pick. But I, I do think that Naya Adventures will be different than Gruul Adventures because you have to make a conscious choice. See, that I think I, think I would slam dunk Gruul, except that pilots are going to be split between Naya and Gruul. Mm-hmm. Possibly, like that's a thing I could see oh, happening. That does make I think sense. if you take all of the green red based adventures decks together, it probably is the top percentage. But then when you split them, I don't know. I'm still gonna go with Gruel. I'm just gonna fuck it, say Gruel Adventures. Okay. What about top performing decks? So it's hard to pick this because this is so dependent on what the meta looks like. So, like, if we had trouble picking what's going to be the top deck in the meta it's going to be even harder to pick what's going to be good because usually you're informed by well if this is the best deck and this deck eats that one or the most popular deck and this deck eats that one alive <laughs> i could pick this one as mm -hmm. as my top performer so it's still pretty up in the air i mean we could look at star city games events but traditionally they're not great indicators mm -hmm. of uh, the, like, the, the league pro games. play yeah well, I, I already know mine, so I'm just going to say I think Gruul Adventures is going to be the top-performing deck because uh, I do think that it does pretty well against Rectos. Um, For years, are we splitting hairs on uh, Sacrifice versus Midrange? No. Like Rakdos Sacrifice and Rakdos Midrange? Um, I would... <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Because I don't think, I think there's a, pr like a prominent one in... Uh, in standard is there i feel like i just play like rakdos decks that feel the same um they're, they're no there's kind of two different flavors one plays um like steal your creature effects mm -hmm. and the other does not so one is much better against creature decks and much worse against anything that doesn't play creatures because it plays like four claim the firstborn and then a bunch of ways to sack stuff yeah Vill village rights and woe strider the other one's just like yeah i just have good cards in red and black good Good stuff. Like the other one's all in on Croxa, I guess. Gruel mm -hmm. <coughs> is a good choice. Because it's just like, <clears throat> it's an aggro deck with crazy high power level. It's hard to bet against yeah. it. Well, it just feels like it can leverage itself against some of the aggro decks we're seeing. And if people are tend or happen to bring some big mana decks, it does really well against that too. Um, <laughs> hmm. if, if I'm saying Gruel is popular, is there anything that absolutely dunks on Gruel? Not um, really. It's part of the reason Gruul's so good. Naya combo? I don't think anyone's going to bring that. I mean, maybe like Ken Yukihiro. Yeah, I was going to say Ken Yukihiro. 
Yeah. Um, what I want to know... Because it just has so, so many bad cards in it. What I want to know is who's, who's going to bring cycling? Is anyone going to bring cycling? God, I hate that deck. I played in a, in a qualifier with rogues, and there were 200 and something people in the event. And six of them were playing cycling, and I, I matched cycling in round one and cycling in round two. The odds of which, by the way, are like 0.1%. And rogues cannot beat the cycling deck. <laughs> because you mill all of their cycling cards and turbocharge their fucking thing and they kill you immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just, I mean, it's, you have to have, like, the counter spell plan. Yeah, it's like a weird, like, basically you just have to have a ton of counter spells, but the problem is you can't really beat um, their thing that makes 1-1 one, one flyers every, every other, every, like, turn cycle. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, une- unexpected friends. What is it? <laughs> yeah, uh, improbable. Alliance. Improbable alliance. <laughs> it's like it's what you said. It's synonyms, right? <laughs> unexpected friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, All right, I'm gonna say that the top performing deck. Okay, huh? Naya Adventures, because I think it has the edge in the Adventures Mirror Match. Okay, all right, that, 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 sure, that makes sense. It's Showdown of the Skulls. Mm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. All right, sounds good. Great. Um, so I I'm picked... so not confident about those picks. <laughs> so I picked Arakdos Midrange and Gruel Adventures, and you picked uh, Gruel Adventures and Naya Adventures. Yeah, Go this ahead. reminds me of the time when, like, we were picking for Historic, and I picked Four Color as one of them, and Sultai as the other one. <laughs> and it's the same fucking deck with just white splashed in, and I did the same thing here. Oh, <laughs> uh, Hey, maybe, you know, white, not that terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different, though, because in that scenario, splashing white was worse in the mirror match. Like, yeah. Lost you points in the mirror match and won you points against the general meta, and I think here it's the opposite. Yeah. Great. Well, we... We have our we have our teams, uh, so we're going to be posting these on on Twitter and all the places, um, so you can uh, remember what we picked and uh, you know root for your favorite team. Team Zach, that's me, my team. Come on, <laughs> you want to be on the winning team. You want to root for the underdog. That's like a classic <laughs> thing, you know. Anyway, well, <laughs> but with that, wow, that beer really got to me, man. Um, it was it was half the beer, half your mind games, like attacking me. Um, in that thing, but I am ready for because I knew like Rakdos was a reasonable choice, so I was like I had to get in early with Rakdos. So. That was, or maybe maybe it's not. Maybe you're just trying to be like, oh, it's a horrible choice. I play it all the time. It's not good because I never play <laughs> Rakdos. I always play uh, Mono White Agro. And you know I love Rakdos. That's the funny. Yeah, part I know. Too. I was like, why would he say that? Why would he say that? He... <laughs> if even he thinks Rakdos is bad, maybe it's really bad. Maybe I should play Mono Red or whatever. <laughs> Pick that. I don't think Mono Red would have been an unreasonable choice. I also think it's a good one. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Mono Red wins both these categories. I know. <laughs> it's really possible. That would be a really interesting tournament. Um, it's just a really strong deck. Like, Faceless Haven is so good. If you ever play against this deck, you have to be worried that they could just drop Embercleave on you at any point. But then you also are just going to lose to Faceless Haven if you don't, like, do stuff. So... Uh, Mono White's not even the worst choice for top performing deck because I know uh, Autumn really likes it and is considering bringing it. Yeah. So. <laughs> if if the the team Autumn's on is playing it, then it's, it's a pretty 
decent chance of spiking a high win rate. Yeah, I think it's one of those weird things where like I play it, um, and I'm not great, so I'm like, oh, that deck's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I get excited. Not like even oh. Autumn could win with this deck. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's kind of uh, Autumn's playstyle, so I could uh, I could definitely see that. Or part of. Yeah, part I of feel like it's style. just like, it's. It's uh, it's an aggro deck, with a lot of the same things going on as as mono red. It just doesn't have Embercleave, and it has nothing that compares in power level it to Embercleave. It doesn't have Embercleave, and it doesn't have like Bone Crusher or something to finish the job. There's so many times. And I know Rogues is not super popular, but like it also has no escape creatures, whereas Red has the best escape creatures. Mm-hmm. So, so it just yeah, it's not uh, it's not my absolute favorite. Um, I thought I was gonna love it, and I'm I'm medium on it. But with that, Jeff, I think it's time for last call. Last call. <laughs> We're just singing every time. <laughs> I don't time. know, man. I've had two strong beers. Here. <laughs> We're just singing every time there's a last call now. All right. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Three, two, one. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Wow, this is this is. We picked the we went we went opposite yeah. on this one. When I took the referee and you took hedonism. And I picked hedonism. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think that was gonna. Ha- Actually, no. I did kind of think that was gonna happen because um, <laughs> it just took you so much longer to drink this than I thought. Because then I had it and I was like, "Whoo, this is great." <laughs> I think it would have been better as my second beer for mm. if we're just talking about drinking speed. I could I could probably see that. Um, so which one do you want to start with? Let's start with yours. Or, sorry, let's start with Hedonism. Mine, as in Hedonism. Yeah, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk Hedonism. Uh, okay, yeah, I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is what, like, a sour should be. This is sour done right. It doesn't taste like I'm drinking juice. It tastes like I'm drinking a beer. And I get all the flavors they're talking about, like the peach in particular, I find really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pretty much have nothing bad to say about this. This is what I want when I order a sour beer. Nice. I thought it was good. I, I do like it. I think the peach and the mango really come through. Uh, and the sorbet, actually, as well, it has a creaminess to it. Um, yeah. The only thing that I don't super love about it is that it does have a like a wheat, wheat aftertaste. Um, okay. Which is a thing that just, just pulls me a little too... It, feels, it just feels very different right it's like that a, might be what i'm liking probably that makes it taste like a beer still yeah <laughs> and to me i'm like and i i in general wheat beers are not my favorite because of that so this is a really great sour that i like that has the part of wheat ale that i don't so it's just okay. a you're like sensitive to, to the wheat yeah it's just that specific it's just my own personal um opinion about it i think as a beer it's a really great beer i think it is really well made um and it tastes great and i would definitely recommend it to anyone i like the like yeah lacto ferment stuff yeah and there's also like a bunch of different uh different versions of it so i definitely want to try all the other ones that they have and it will definitely like if, order if it's this you know it, it probably all has wheat in the base though yeah yeah so i checked the ingredients your palate's not wrong there's wheat in it yes there is wheat in it <laughs> um so yeah i do think it's really good um i just thought this other one was better fair enough um for me, this one, I think I just got to give a diamond. Like, this this is a really good sour for me. Yeah, I would probably say um, 
I might give it a platinum. As far as, I think it's really great, but as far as sours go, obviously we have a differing opinion. Um, and there's yeah, th- like the sours, that's why I'm not surprised we went opposites <laughs> on this one. The sours I really like are not the sours you yeah. tend to really like and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I like a sour that has its own, that feels like its own beer. That's just like completely different. And this one feels like it has other components of different types of beers, right? But yeah, still really solid. Definitely worth trying. So, uh, like it. I like this sorbet sour IPA thing. It's kind of interesting. It's fun. Yeah, I think that's the, uh, I think it's lactose probably. Yeah, I think so too. It has that. Um, Let's see if they have lactose in here. Yeah, lactose sugar. Yeah. That's what kind of gives it that like milkshakey or like creamy feel. Sorbet it's aspect. Good. Yeah. It's really good. I like it. Um, but how about this uh, Revelry? Yeah. Uh, also good. Um, Dreamsicle double for me it was For me, it was just a little too rich. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I liked pretty much everything. Mm. Tastes good. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's one of those ones that doesn't taste like it's, you know, 8.5%. <laughs> yeah. It definitely... Like, at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Uh, I think it's awesome. This is definitely Diamond for me. Um, because I like these just like, you know, this is a, this is a beer that when I go to that brewery or talk to people about the brewery, I'll probably mention this one and be like, definitely try that one out. Uh, and it's also a dream sickle that doesn't, I've, you know, tried a bunch of weird stuff. I always like trying the weird ones. Um, and it's not too, uh, creamy or, you know, usually dream sickle is like orange, but this fruit or the, the berry is really nice. It is very, yeah. Like the kind of tropical yeah. aspect. Um, it. And the, uh, you know, it is very decadent, but um, it's good. It's really working for me. Yeah, if they had these in bigger cans, I'd probably buy it a lot more often, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really liked it as well, but the richness was just, like, a little over, over the top mm-hmm. for me. Like, I don't even know if I want it in a bigger can. Yeah, <laughs> okay. This is a beer I want, like, one of, uh, whereas this beer that I picked, I think I could, I could uh, have these all night. Yeah. Um, but uh, I still think it's diamond. Like I would, yeah. I would also use this as a talking point to tell people about the brewery. I would say, you know, like it was a little over for me, but like if you're into that kind of thing, mm-hmm. they do that really well. The like rich, uh, yeah. you know, decadent. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Years. Um, so yeah. So then maybe I want to change my other one to diamond. Nah. Just a bit too sweet, maybe. I don't know. but Yeah, you're not always into like the, the, the sweeter one. For whatever reason, I don't like eating sweets, but drinking sweets is just, I'm all for it. Um. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I just don't really have a sweet tooth yeah. eating or drinking, I guess. <laughs> I, didn't, like, I never thought that I had a sweet tooth, but um, when it comes to like alcohol stuff, it really depends, obviously, but alcohol itself is for sure, from yeah, sugars yeah. and stuff. Like, but. there's sweet done wrong and sweet done right, and that's definitely sweet done yeah. correctly. Um, it's just, like... Not something... Uh, I would prefer if they toned that down just a bit, yeah. just a bit. Um, and I think it's it's right at the mark for me. If it was too... Right. If it was a little bit more, I probably wouldn't be into it, but... Yeah. Yeah, bo- both really great beers. Really though, great beers. I'm excited to have this... We're, uh, the, we have more next week, and I'm really excited for those ones. Yeah, as more, well. more Rorschach next week. So um, tell us what you think about these, like, kind of brewery uh, takes, I guess. Bre- what did you call it? Tap takeovers. Tap takeovers, yeah. About these tap takeovers, <laughs> we might do some more in the future of our local breweries around here because we can get shipments really easily and then uh, kind of knock things out that way. 
Well, Jeff, I think it's closing time. So with that, you can reach us at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. Look for us on Magic the Gathering Arena itself. We'll be the username Arena Regulars Podcast. Throw us a good sticker or a, or a good game emote before the game's even close to over. We love <laughs> When you, fir- you draw your first card, say good game. <laughs> Yeah. That's actually a nice. That's a nice thing. Um, yeah, that one I don't mind. If you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at Zulberg on Instagram and Twitter. That's Zulberg, Z-E-U-L-B-E-R-G. But Jeff, where can they find you? Yeah, on Twitter, I'm BluesBrews, M-T-G, B-L-U-E-S-B-R-E-W-S, M-T-G. Or you can find me streaming on Twitch, uh, BluesBrews. And uh, I usually stream Wednesdays and Thursday nights for sure. And original schedule was Sunday nights, but it seems like there's always these tournaments all day Sunday, and then I don't really want to play more Magic because I've played all day. So definitely Wednesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anyone or iTunes, anywhere you can leave a review. Uh, those would really uh, make a huge difference for us. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it. This has been the Arena Regulars. Reminding you that Naya Ventures is going to be the top deck this weekend. Good night. <laughs> All right, that's fine.